Hello and welcome to the UK Surf Show. We are your hosts, I'm Pete. And I'm Mitch. And on today's show, we are going back to the Q&A session yes. um, to answer the rest of these questions, which there's so many of. Yeah, yeah. Part two of the Q&A. And before we just jump straight into this, we'll give you a discount code. So don't forget, head over to Surface Wetsuits, use the discount code UKSURFSHOW22. And that will get you 10% off anything you order at Surface Wetsuit. That one had to change because it went viral. Or if you fancy 15% off anything at Northcore, head over to their website and put in the discount code UKSurfShow15 and that will give you 15% off anything at Northcore. Yep, and also head across to Buy Me Coffee and you can find the link to that on our Instagram or on our website and buy me coffee we have discount codes for many many other companies things yeah things and companies yeah stuffs and things yeah so should we just jump straight into part two i guess we should just dive straight because we've got a lot of questions yeah we do have a lot of questions and actually it was nice to see how many people reached out and uh and engaged with us because i think you know, we say in the army there's no such thing as a stupid question, which is fair because, you know, I guess if you're thinking it, at some point someone else has thought it. But yeah. I will always couple that um, old saying that there's no such thing as a stupid question with there is stupid people. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah. It definitely is stupid people. Definitely let's, is. let's kick it off with KB Photo, shall we? <laughs> KB okay. Photo vid. Who's the better surfer, me or Monode? <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> as in him or monod not you so i always see monod i've started following monod recently but i've seen his profile quite a few times in the yeah. past but you know when you do you know you get predictive text and yeah. it just it predicts what you're trying to write i sometimes do that with reading i do predicted reading yeah. so anytime i now see monod i just see moonhead <laughs> <laughs> that's what i see moonhead so in my head monod will always be moonhead sorry ah, monod. Well. <laughs> well, who's the better surfer me well i've surfed with both of them actually we surfed in saunton a few weeks back with mm. both of them um that's the time that i got whiplash so i didn't really see a lot of either of their <laughs> surfing so couldn't tell you mate and i, I yeah. assume you've had some sort of massive claim by now for your whiplash I, w- I might try and see if I can claim off Dom, actually. He made the ball, didn't he? You know? <laughs> yeah, or the wetsuit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was the blame? But yeah, no, on it, like, so now, yeah, we go on to some serious ones that we've got. We've got uh, quite a few, actually. So uh, next question comes from Average BJJ Dude. So <laughs> I, you make of that whatever you will. Yeah, leave that there. Big bottom turn or graceful top? Oh, what a question. I mean... Big... Oh, see? That is, isn't it? I, I love a big bottom turn. I fucking love a big bottom turn on a longboard. Yeah. It's probably because I can't do a graceful top turn. <laughs> well, do you know what the thing is? I think the difference is, I think when you get a... The thing is, you... As long as you're in the right position, you, you're always going to do a bottom turn with speed because yeah. gravity is making that happen. Yeah. To do a really good graceful top turn requires quite a lot of um, technical ability yes. and understanding of what's going on. So I am hugely guilty of not carrying enough speed into a top turn and trimming it all off as I'm trying to create a turn. I'm also trying to do my top turns too quickly where I've not yes. generated the speed on the bottom turn. It's that, that so, thing that Seb said, wasn't it, about 
um, compression, extension, compression, compression and everyone yeah, does compression, compression, extension, and then you run out of that speed. So exactly, yeah. When you remember to do it, you're like, oh, I've carried speed through into this. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, so yeah. I'm I'm a hundred percent gonna say a, a big, powerful bottom turn. Not just because I'm not doing the top turn necessarily, but I think because you're always going to do a bottom turn with more speed, or at yeah. least I am, yeah. and that just feels amazing. Yes, it does. It does it's super. It? When yeah. you get a hand in the water as well, yeah. like it's just and such a cool that. thing. Yeah, when my yeah. board makes a noise, I know yeah. I'm done well. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> it. That's the one. All right. Um, waves make you wet. That's a great name. Um, so, fave gear for surfing? Wetsuit, obviously. Obviously, yeah. Um, well, it depends what time of year it is. I tell you what, I not 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 just because like their response for the show, but since I had my surface wetsuit, mm. it's been absolute game changer. It's just it's so stretchy and it's right. it's warm, but it's so stretchy. And that that wetsuit's been brilliant, and it's made me feel like my surfing is a lot better and like more free flowing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So apart from the wetsuit, obviously things that help so yeah like you say like changing robes and like you know van accessories and things like well, that yeah, that help but I, I guess the the question could be taken two ways one if it's specific to actual gear you need in the surf we talk about wetsuits surfboards and fins they're probably fin. obvious a good right? fin yeah fins <laughs> fins. a good fin a single fins. good fin you need a thruster as a minimal or a 20 yeah. um but yeah. i think Outside of of the obvious in water surf gear, some of the things and it comes up for me every year. I, I try and post uh, my favourite surf, you know, relevant items every December. And for like three years running, ever since I've been aware of this product, I still think it's one of the top products for me in surfing. And that's a Sea Monster wetsuit hanger. Oh, by far, yeah, the absolute game changer. Yeah, it is, and I think as well. I remember. Um, I was speaking with, I think it's Mark, from the start, and because I, I bought into it straight away. Like, I totally was sold on it. I could yeah. see the benefit, and a few mates didn't really see it. And not even the fact that, you know, if you're selling it, like, well, you're not going to lose your boots and your gloves, which is also a game changer in itself yeah. to be able to keep them all together. Yeah. But it actually does dry your gear out. I used to always come home, and I would just hang up, like, my boots, wetsuit, and gloves, some in some fashion yeah. in my drying room. Yeah. But it's just warm air getting stuck, even if the boot's facing upside down. The warm air's getting stuck in there. Condensation's yeah. happening, and it stays wet forever. Yeah. Like, um, so the way the, the sea monster's working is it's got, like, channels in the yeah. grooves, um, and it allows air to flow in and out. So it does actually dry everything, and it works really well. Yeah. So I love that. So for me, yeah. favorite surfing accessory has got to be a sea monster. Yeah, right. Cassie Case, 1977. Should we all reduce our surf travel so that we can help reduce pollution? I mean, you've got to take into account people's perception and opinion and lack of, not lack, sorry, their their sort of moral compass. Like if you, you can't, I could stand here and say you must have an ethical outlook on everything you do. But that's not up to me to decide yeah. that for you. So if surfing's important to you and you're happy to drive or fly or get a diesel-powered boat 300 miles to do so, do it. Yeah. Because... Your I- mental health is going to outweigh... It's a fucking loaded question, isn't it? It is a loaded yeah. question, yeah. You know, it's it's one of those where you can say... 
well, yeah, you need to travel to surf unless you're lucky enough to live right on an awesome beach that breaks all the time, which yeah. would be the type of question I'd ask then. Why do you all need to drive here? Because <laughs> you're on the beach yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, if for people's mental health, if people aren't in a good state of mental health, they aren't going to care about anything else that's going no. on. So my answer would be no, no, you, you need to you need to drive to those places because if surfing sorting out your mental health, you are more able to be active and do things to help change the planet in different yeah. ways. And to be fair, to, to, to follow that up and back up your answer, like even if it's not doing anything for your mental health, if you're that person I mentioned before that, oh, I didn't realise surfing done stuff for people's mental health. Yeah. If that person just loves to surf, then... <laughs> There you go. Crack yeah. on, do it. So, yeah. yeah. Um, right. <laughs> this one's a big one. John Luffman. Jo- sorry, John Lufflum. Surfing is a gift. It's the most nonsensical, pointless thing, but means so much to so many. It's a strange thing, and I've still not figured it out. It's not the riding, because I can do that downhill on a skateboard. It's not being on a beach as such, because there's closer non-surfing beaches I could go and visit. So what exactly is it that gets you and why do some of us get it and some of us don't? Do you know what it is? I can explain it in one noise. <laughs> oh. Oh, I thought you were going to go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go, hi, yeah. It's got weird. When we started, we used to ask that, that question of like, what explain surfing if you can what it gives to you and mm. everyone before they answered they always just go it's just like oh it's just that that's it it's that i don't know it's a freedom it's uh you're away from everything you you know you've got no phone out there you've got no technology out there mm. you're away from everything you're just in nature and you're just in the moment i suppose that's it about that you're just being in the moment a photo is a return ticket to a memory. <laughs> now, I know that's not relevant to anything, but I heard that recently and thought it was really wise, and I've been wanting to say it for ages. <laughs> so there it is. <laughs> I'm just going to sit here staring at you like this. <laughs> I just wanted to sound wise for a minute. Yeah. Um, no, so, it's, it is that. I think it's that that freedom, that disconnect, that in the moment with nature in the elements it's all of these things combined mm. that and it's like um who was it uh we had on ages ago i think it was no well, i know what you're gonna John say Philbin, as well because uh, jerry lopez said surfing is the safest sport in the world but you always feel like you're gonna die <laughs> <laughs> so it's that <laughs> exhilaration and and chill it's you're getting everything from it i think I think you're bang on. The noise is probably just the easiest way because we're all going to answer that in such a different, you know, exploring of our own minds way because I just know what it does for me, but I, I don't think I could put that into any sort of words. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. It's just the noise. That's that's the, that's the simple answer to it. But remember the photo. You remember the photo. <laughs> right. You, you, so we got this question here, right? which is a good one, which revolves around our, our surf trip that we're going to do. Right, I, ideas that you mentioned about uh, a trip going surfing. Um, would it be good to get other people involved, like a convoy going to certain des- like destinations, working out camps, bonfires, and beach cleans, and you know everyone who wants to chip in for accommodation could? And your reply to this answer was... 
Sounds like a lot of hard work. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I, th- I think, right, one, that would be a great idea. But two, The idea of it's fantastic. Yeah, the amount of work and effort that's involved. In it, like, it's already a ball ache working out where we're going to go, who we're going to speak to, what equipment we need, what yeah. recording equipment we need, how long we can be at each place. And already when we've just started talking about that i've got a headache already so to add more stuff to it would probably be a, quite a firm no at the moment the but idea is fantastic that said the, the, at a different date maybe that is something we could do a convoy of oh, like 100 percent, yeah yeah that would be and just as long idea. as long as we don't have to be responsible for any of it yeah as long as we don't have to organize if you organize it so just tell us tell us where to be and yeah. when, and we'll let you know if we're free. Uh, yeah. no, you didn't put a name down for that. I'm looking at that one as well. Yeah, I have. Um, I've got it. I've got it. Hold on. Um, so that is from Joe Wooker. And uh, yeah, if you want okay. to organize it, mate, tell us where to go. We'll be there. Let us know, yeah, let us know who's going to be there as well. Yeah. Um, right. Next, Mike Miller. So, so, the, oh, my f- so right, Mike sent one <laughs> question. Yeah. And then he said he had loads of them, and I was just like, send them. So Mike Make Miller <laughs> actually sent every question he's ever had, I think. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah, right. So here we go. My first one is, in fact, the fact that his first question starts off with my first one is. <laughs> yeah. Right. Should I be worried uh, with the amount of wax I'm getting on my wetsuit? Will it ruin it? Do I need to remove it? Is it a reflection of a bad wax job on the board? First attempt in brackets. Um. So I actually did some research on this one as well because I've never even thought about this as a as, as a question. And there is ways to remove wax from wetsuits, but a lot of people seem to say, "What's the point?" Because it's just going to be back on there again. Well, you also, know? it's given you more stick to your board. Yeah. So Kelly Slater trick: he actually waxes the inside and outside of a rash vest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. gives them even more stick. Um, probably, you know, in. Two foot slops probably not as relevant, but yeah. so I'd, I'd say wouldn't worry about it, mate. To be honest, it's, definitely uh, wouldn't worry about it. And then it. if you if you're surfing it in warmer weather, it's probably going to melt off anyway. To be honest, you're always going to have that slightly looser layer on a top layer of wax when you've freshly put it on your board anyway. Yeah. So you're going to get some rub off. Um, it's yeah. definitely not going to ruin your suit. And yeah. um, one of my frustrations, actually, one of my boards, one of my few boards that I haven't gripped, and it was the only board I had access to recently. And I, I took it out in Saltburn, it's old school wax on it. I put a new new bit of wax on. And it, what it reminded me of is because I think I'm slowly getting over my knee up pop up. But yeah. when I get tired and get lazy, that creeps back in. And at the end of that session, when I looked down, my right knee was just caked in wax. <laughs> and I was like, damn, if this was surf gripped, I would have thought I had a good session with no <laughs> knee up pop ups. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. My, my wax, when I was waxing my board, it always ended up on my knee or on my head. <laughs> why <laughs> it's just a fall off a lot <laughs> uh yeah so next question from him is uh how often should i be waxing or topping up the supply of wax to my boards so i mean it depends how often you surf i, I know some people will wax their boards every time i don't see the need for that yeah um also depends on the type of waves you're surfing if you're going to be surfing crazy powerful heavy fast moving waves then maybe that's relevant to do it every time but if you're surfing once a week once every two weeks like i don't i don't see the need to retop up your wax because you're just going to end up with a board just caked in dirty wax and yeah i don't see the need i've never waxed a board before every session if i surf on the rare occasion that i get to surf daily 
when that happens, I might put a new fresh layer on the top and then not wax it again for the week unless I feel the need to. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't overthink that. No, or just get yourself some surf gripped. Or get some surf gripped. Yeah, you never have to do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, next uh next question on his list is um oceanography reading forecasts what should a noob look out for appreciate depends on key things like wind direction where you are you know um is a specific heights it's all waves and suggestions for beginners in a short board in a short board versus a long board well i guess understanding what you you need to understand so you know what 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 you need as a long border what you need as a short border um so should, I'd, we go I'd through, should we go through both of them? So if I I'd take the longboard one, you take the shortboard one. Right. So I'd say for, for shortboarding then, the first thing you're going to want to understand is the beach that you're going to go to. Try and understand the topography, meaning um, the sort of shape of the beach, what's happening at the beach, the sand dunes, the, the sandbanks, the sandbars, and that sort of stuff. But at the very least, and to keep it basic and simple, understand the direction that beach faces. So if that beach faces straight east, so if I'm standing on the beach looking out to sea and that beach and I'm looking east, you want a swell predominantly to come that same, come at you. So an easterly swell, so it's coming at you, right? Yes. What you would like to have is the wind then going the opposite way, so to blow straight offshore or no wind at all. That will mean that that gentle breeze is going to hold that wave open longer so it won't break as quick. Um, if that wind is blowing onshore, so it's coming with the swell, and especially if it's strong, that's where you tend to start getting a lot of mess. And what that wind is doing is blowing the waves over and killing them. Um, and um, that's good if you can do airs because that means you've got resistance when you take off. The ball's going to stay planted to your feet. Um, and just to go back the other way, what might sound perfect with an offshore wind if that wind ends up being super strong, can actually blow out a weak swell. So you might see on a forecast, like, oh, it's a solid three-foot swell coming in. But actually, if it's quite weak with no energy in it, a big wind could blow that out. So understand the beach, understand where it faces, have a look at where the winds are coming from. Most beaches will have a prevailing wind, meaning most of the time that's where the wind blows from. Um, And understand what is what your comfortable conditions are. So, you know, if you're just learning and you're going out, if it's saying 10 foot, I probably wouldn't be going near it uh, yeah. if you're trying to get out back. Yeah. And then all that you just said, like you said, the first part of it, know your beach, because some beaches work completely different and they work just mm. off wind swell. So, you know, when the wind's blowing strong offshore, you're getting a wind swell and it's it's pushing the waves or the other way yeah. you know onshore and it's you're getting wind swell that's causing that to make those waves. It might be sloppy and messy, but that's the only chance you get with waves at some spots as well. So probably that first part of it is know your beach and know where you're surfing. Know your beach, but also as well, just to couple onto all of that, as um, understand the tide times. Yeah, because you know not every beach works on on um, mid to high tide. Yeah. You know, I guess there's yeah. a misconception. It's quite an easy assumption that I've heard people make. You yeah. know, I'm looking at, you know, at my window now at the beach. When I look now, it works best as it's hitting the harbour wall, yeah. which is, tends to be just before high tide. But the beach literally 100 metres further along behind the harbour wall works at low tide. It's 100 yeah. metres apart, but understand the beach. And yeah. ask people, ask locals because yeah. they'll tell you. Yeah, that's it. They'll know when the best times to surf are. Mm. Um 
on a long board, I'd say everything Mitch said's spot on as well. But I'd look for if you if you're learning on a long board, look for smaller waves. I'd say from the two to three foot, perfect conditions to learning to surf the long board. It will get you in that zone of being able to stand up and then especially with mellow with a low wind, that sort of two to three foot level with a low wind and you'll be having so much more fun because you're not only will you be able to paddle out probably further and get out to the back, you'll also be able to catch more waves. And we should say the period apart as well, how the longer yeah, the waves, yeah. the wave period is apart, the better they are normally as well. Yeah. So if you're seeing them with like, eight six eight seconds in between them normally it's not worth bothering if you've seen them like 10 plus seconds it's normally means you're going to get some good waves and just to touch on wave height um a three foot wave at six seconds won't be the same as a three foot wave at 15 seconds yes so the bigger that swell period meaning the gap between the waves that come and the waves come in sets it might be a set of four five six waves whatever it might be then there'll be a gap then another set of waves the wave train um, the bigger that set period tends to be, tends to mean there's more energy in the wave. It's more defined. It's got more power, and it will probably come as a bigger wave. Um, yeah. So if you end up on a 17 second four foot day and think, yeah. oh, that's an easy paddle, that's going to be a three foot you're, solid. Yeah, you're, you're probably <laughs> yeah, you're probably going to get pummeled and find yourself yeah. in the hot locker at some point. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> going to be three foot fun, isn't it? <laughs> three foot fun, yeah. Yeah, we I run, uh, you know, we we army surf and we do two beginners weeks every year, and they're yeah. the best weeks, just teaching everyone to surf. And there's so much one upmanship as we've spoke about loads. And uh, I remember a couple of years ago they came down and the first two days they surfed the North Fistral and it was clean, it was two foot, it was perfect, right? And actually from day one they were on green waves because yeah. it was so clean and it was like that, it was like 17 seconds a foot or something and it was perfect for two days and every day was catching green waves, most people were trimming and I remember everyone being like, oh, this is amazing, like, we, we, we're picking this up really quick, this is so easy and effortless I was like, listen, you can't take that until you've surfed on a horrible, windy, messy day. Anyway, the next day was exactly that. It was like four foot at, um, at uh, Great Western, I think it was, yeah. at the wedge. Yeah. And man, it was savage. There was, we had to get people out of the water. Like it was <laughs> such a shore dump. <laughs> it was like, this is awful. <laughs> I was like, that's when surfing. you know. Never gauge surfing on clean yeah. waves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's it. Um, right. So next question uh, from, is it Mike? Yeah. Next question from Mike is uh, most effective on land exercise to help improve paddle power slash speed. Do you want to answer at the same time? Let's see if we've got the same answer. Three, two, one. Bottle Adrenaline hops. athlete. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind hops. of the same thing. Fucking yeah. bottle hops. Fucking bottle hops. Fair, no one likes They're not them. in my program anymore because yeah. uh, I'm clearly you can't do that. them. because you cried about them so much that you took them out so what's the question most effective exercise on land exercise to help improve paddle power I mean again we're not you know experts in any sort of yeah ask ask Alan but you know reach out to Adrenaline Athlete he's been on the show before listen to his episode this is an an Olympic strength and air conditioning coach he knows he knows his stuff you know he really does Um, and you know don't be don't be pulled into this argument that training needs to look like the sport Probably my biggest takeaway yeah. from being with Alan. So yeah. I'm not saying I'm not saying swimming isn't helpful for surf paddling. Yeah. But I'm just saying it doesn't have to look like the sport. So a lot of things in my program are 
slow release lateral pull downs, yeah. um, weighted push ups, and stuff like that. And and I've noticed a massive difference. Um, and uh, yeah, there yeah. Um, right, I'm not going to read all of this out because he's actually sent the, fucking hundreds of them. The next, um, the next one's a good one though, the pop up one. Yeah, go on then. You go. You go. No, you. I'm. I've got an no, no, you that. read it. I want to. I want to answer this one. All right, you can ask it and answer your own question. All right, okay. So, Mitch, <laughs> 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 right? Uh, should I be practicing pop ups on the lounge floor, or is it a bit pointless? Any tips on how to progress from popping up, essentially falling straight in, uh, to popping up and not falling in, lol? Well, we both have and use a pop-up trainer, which is a great bit of kit, right? And this is something, you know, my pop-up is one of the longest running topics of debate that I have in my surfing. And for years, I was just practicing pop-ups on the floor and in all sorts of areas. Now, whilst that might seem helpful and really good, what I realized using the pop-up surf pro is that it's not for the simple reason that if you do a pop-up on the floor or on the sand or whatever it is, you you can't fall off. Like you can't yeah. get it wrong. So whatever your feet land, even if you don't stand up or you lose balance, you're not getting that instant feedback on a pop-up surf pro. If you pop up wrong, it throws you off and you get that feedback. So by doing it on the floor, you're not creating a proper muscle memory. So I would say, if you're serious about training, have a look at Pop Up Surf Pro. We've definitely got some discount codes for them. Yeah, um, it might even be Scottish Ten. Um, so have have a look at that because it's massively helpful. Yeah, I think there's uh, there's one on the um, Buy Me Coffee as well. And I think Mike's actually on there as well. So yeah, Sweet. there's a discount affiliate thing on there. Are there any books, YouTube channels, podcasts, social other accounts, anything else for that matter that you'd recommend? for picking up both techniques and general surfing knowledge. Yeah, the, the UK Surf, surf Show. Academy. <laughs> You're the supposed to say the UK Academy. Surf Show. The there. UK Surf Show. Yeah. <laughs> Would recommend the Surfskate Academy. <laughs> um, yeah, so like Surfskate's a good training, to be honest. Um, so social media and that. There's a few other podcasts around which are good. Um, there's, oh, there's, so much huge, there's so much content on social media and youtube and everywhere it's hard to pick anything that's specific but like you know things that will generally help your surfing knowledge um i suppose referring to one of the earlier questions learning about you know beaches waves and you know oceanography as you would that like you know Mm. learning about that sort of stuff um would be a great help and for the technical, I would, you know, I would recommend personally the Surfskate Academy um, yeah. because that will allow you to learn the technical aspects of what your arms need to be doing, what your body needs to be doing, where your head and eyes should be looking, yeah. and all them other little things. Going back to something Pete said before about, you know, people will will compress and extend in, yes. in a maneuver, but you know what both of us didn't realize before Seb told us that if you you your compression when you then extend, that's what creates the speed. Yeah. gives you a noise out of your tail. But if you don't recompress, you do not carry that speed through. You, you lose all that speed straight yeah. away. And I think a lot, of sur- a lot of surfers, actually, after that episode, a lot of people said they were guilty of doing the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So it doesn't mean you, you're going to lose all speed and come off the wave, but you're not going to be doing anything else near like you want to do yeah. if you're not doing that on the wave. Yeah. Um, 
So one more from him then. Uh, I think we'll do... Uh, if you think back of your own experience, what would be the one thing that you change and get you up to riding consistently sooner? The right equipment. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's the same for longboards because I guess you've always got that paddle power, but I was on... I, I think because I, I started surfing later in life, I was like probably 30 when yeah. I started surfing, and I think it's a hard sport to learn when you're older. Yeah. Um, and I got it in my head because I, I didn't grow up around surfing at all, you know, so I, I kind of got into it and then I was in and that was it. So I got it in my head that if I could ride a short shortboard, I could do it on anything. Yeah. What I learned from having been a surf coach is that this is very much a learn to walk before you can run sport. Start on a foamy, but get off that foamy as quickly as you can. Um, learn the basics, trimming a surfboard, how to pop up, a bit of wave etiquette and a bit of oceanography, as we called it. Yeah. Um, and then step down onto like some sort of minimal, like depending on your size and weight and height and whatever, like a seven and a half foot minimal or something that you could get recommended by a shaper. Um, you don't have to buy new. Um, and then do everything you know you've what? already I'd done probably, on the I'd probably say for your first board, I wouldn't buy new, unless you're buying a like. No, that's what I'm saying. No, I don't yeah. buy new. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, because when you get when you go from foam to a hardboard, it's going to feel like almost starting again because you're going to have so much less float and less forgiveness. And then again, step down again. So it's all about you know getting consistent and then stepping down to the board you want. That's what I would say. That's what I would change for me. Yeah, yeah. I think um, just getting in as much as possible. The more you mm. can get in, the quicker you're going to learn and come on. That's that's one of the main things I'd take away. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've also got some audio questions. Oh, yes. Looking forward to these. First one is from Nathan Sillis. Hey, guys. Um, my question to you is, do you struggle with uh, finding the motivation to go surfing on your own? Um, I used to go surfing with a mate, but he's he's had a lot of back trouble recently and uh, can't come anymore. Um, and the, my local break is a Witterings, which is pretty shit and the fickle uh so i struggle with motivation go to devon now and again girlfriend comes with me waits in the van not ideal i go and surf for a couple of hours uh she says she enjoys it but i don't know whether she does uh what would be your advice guys thanks well firstly your girlfriend sounds like a legend yeah for, for starts <laughs> like she's hating it but she's still willing to go with you yeah um and i don't know maybe I would say if you're struggling to find, if surfing isn't the motivation in itself, then maybe go play swing ball. <laughs> Do you know what, right? I know you surf on your own quite a bit and you're, you can, lot, you're yeah. lucky enough to be able to go right outside your house when you're in Scotland and surf on your I'm own. I'm not lucky enough. I paid money to be here. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> Don't be so pedantic. <laughs> a big word. Yes. Um, well, yeah, but... I get that thing sometimes because if I want to go surfing, like say Saunton or anywhere in Devon, you know, it's an hour and a bit drive. And if I've got to do that drive on my own, no one's coming with me, and then surf down there and drive back on my own, it's a hell of a long day mm. to be on your own. And if you're me, you don't like being on your own very much because you really <laughs> don't like your own company. <laughs> I, I guess how I fell into surfing, that's how it was because nobody in my regiment surfed. So yeah. I had no choice but to go on my own. And while I will be the first person to say never go surfing on your own, I know I'm hugely guilty of it. Yeah. But equally, I'll couple that with this. Even when I surf outside here where I live myself, 
I probably won't go out as far as I know I need to be at times. Yeah. Because I know if I bang my head or if it goes wrong, nobody's coming for me. Yeah. No one. Um, so surfing on your own is a funny one. And yeah. but again, for me, like this the surfing's the motivation. Yeah. You know, that and that and for, that would be my personal answer. If that you know, that is my motivation, yeah. just getting I, a surf. I do, I do understand the question though, because it is like if you've got a distance to travel, it's hard and mm. you know, going on your own is boring. It's more expensive. Um but one if you think about it as well, yeah, it's great going with your mate. But often when you're in the water you're on your own anyway, because either they're on a wave or you're on a wave, oh, or yeah, you're paddling yeah, off yeah. mid conversation. And uh <laughs> so so you know, it's 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 one of those where, like Mitch said, you know, surfing should be the motivation, but I'm lucky enough now to know quite a few people in Saunton. So if I go down there, I can meet someone down there normally. So, you know, that's a bonus. So it's just a journey there and back. Poor yeah, me, we, eh? Poor me. A, <laughs> I don't know if there's like um, surf groups and stuff, Facebook groups and whatever. Like yeah. We definitely have them around here. Maybe. So I know I see people quite often will we'll share on the groups that they're off to go surf a spot. And, you know, it's a good way of getting to know other surfers and, yeah. and share the fuel, share the transport and stuff. Yeah. Maybe um, join a Facebook group then. Yeah, that's cool. Right, next one is from Brad Henderson. Hey guys, uh, just recently started listening to the podcast a couple of months ago. Gotta say, absolutely loving it. And uh, yeah, what you guys talk about is always real good. Always enjoy it. I thought I'd ask, I've always got a few songs that I'll play uh, before I go out for a surf to kind of get myself hyped up. Have any of you two uh, got any, you know, any select songs, a few songs that really get you in the zone to go out for a surf? Cheers. So, yes. There's a UK surf show playlist on Spotify. And oh, I like what you pre, A pre-surf and a post-surf playlist, actually, um, which are from older episodes. Uh, yeah, we started doing and adding songs, and we often ask guests what songs they like to listen to pre- and post-surf, because it is, like, especially if you're driving any distance, like, you're from you, if you're surfing outside your house, I don't suppose there's any point, because by the time you've got the, the song on, you're in the water. <laughs> yeah, I just listened to the advert pre-song. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, there's, like, oh, I can't think you go, Mitch, I can't even think what no, I but like to, to, to. to to be clear, I, it's only now, thanks to my dishonourable discharge, as you would call it yeah. i'm actually at home so normally i have an hour to drive to saltburn to surf but i guess maybe for me it's maybe this is a little bit different i wouldn't say i've got a go-to song i would say i'm more i like to listen to stuff that isn't necessarily surf related so i can start off with a clear head yeah um, so i wouldn't say the obvious like i'm going to listen to like jack johnson or anything like that yeah. i would rather listen to something that's got nothing to do with surfing yeah like uh like the UK surf show, for example. <laughs> it has been that and, uh, way sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So that's, I, I don't, although there is songs I will listen to, yeah. but I'm more, I, I tend to put on a set playlist for a genre, maybe on shuffle. Yeah. Um, even though I know I should listen to songs to get me in the mood. Instead, I'll just go on that emotional journey. See, I think the Jack Johnsons and things like that are after the surf when it's all mellow. Like mm. you've been surfing and that's sort of like, the you know, the going home music, the mellow, chilled out, stuff yeah. like that. We, Me and Leighton always said that the music we listened to on the way down there was always like amped up music, like get you going and yeah, get right. you in the mood to like, you know, get you fired up yeah. sort of thing. So, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, do you know what? Recently, talking about music... I don't know how I've missed this, but I uh, we've been watching um, Yellowstone on Paramount. Have you seen it? Nope. 
It's the Kevin Costner thing. It's like a cowboy on a ranch type thing, but it's not like an old Western. You've been listening to everything I do. I do it for you, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I tell you what, the soundtrack is amazing. And I don't know how I have missed out on country music seemingly my whole life because yeah. actually I'm loving Chris Stapleton at the minute. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, which I've been using. Tennessee quite Whiskey. A few of my stories. I mean, Tennessee Whiskey is an older one, but it's an absolute bomb of a yeah. song. It's class. Um, but there's another one, Without Your Love, I think it's called. That's what yeah. I've been listening to. But that's probably, again, a post-surf tune. Tennessee Whiskey is a uh, it's the same tune as an Etta James song, I think it is. I can't remember what it is. What, is it a cover? No, no, the Tennessee Whiskey isn't, but the music is. The music's are... Uh, Something like it was something like I'd rather go blind, or it's it's a song like that. Anyway, right? I can't remember off the top of my head. It's a but great yeah. tune, though. But yeah, it's like so. it's like I, I tell you another one that does that as well. If you ever listen to All Saints, Never Ever, remember that song from the nineties? I know the song. You'll never be able to hear it again without hearing Amazing Grace playing in the background. All right, thanks for that. Yeah, <laughs> welcome, welcome to Radio Pete. <laughs> yeah, I just thought I'd share that with you. You know, nice, nice. Yeah. Um, right, next audio question is from Danny Williams Photo. Would you say the majority of your surf progression has come from simply surfing more or from other sources like in-water coaching, online training, articles and videos? That's actually a really good question, I think. I um, think as well. We've answered a lot of that throughout this throughout yeah. this thing as we've gone i guess that's a good way to sum it up yeah um for that reason so i think surf progression without doubt has to come with water time and i've said many times that this in the last 12 months i've had more surf progression than i ever have and that's based on consistency where i've maybe been able to do a top turn but then i couldn't ride out of it and do something in the past this last year i'm sort of hooking it all up you know um but that's coupled with I'm then training out the water on surf skates and I'm I'm strength training with Alan. So for me, the if if it, I could do all that surf training out the water, if I didn't get in the water and put it into practice, then it probably wouldn't work as well. Yeah. So I think water time is key one hundred percent. Yeah, water time, I'd say water time. Um yeah. Yeah, water time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> water time. Yeah. Uh next question from Paz, who has my surfboard. My surfboard, Paz. That, yeah, that got one. Do you know what? Do you know what? Well, nicest guy Paz. around. Thank you. I was just about to say that very thing because the message Paz sent me um, off of my own post and the inertia post was he just the loveliest bloke. Like, will go out of his way to just be uh, just a class dude, a man. Yeah. I love you, man. You got. I've got a lot of time for you. Yeah. Thank you. Do you know? I saw he post something recently. He was in. Um, I think he was in Bali and I was like, you surfing? He's like, no, working. And he went out to Bali to like help loads of sick animals and stuff because he's a vet. Right. And uh, he's not a vet, he's a vet. <laughs> not, he went out to Bali to do a bit cross dressing. It's <laughs> a <laughs> place to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but he, he was doing that, like helping loads of animals. He's just a nice guy. He's just a nice person. But here's his do you question. Know what is- yeah, as well, on. before you play that, it's something that re- you reminded me of there talking about pies because what a lot of people did that commented on 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 my post. They also commented on the inertia post, or they might have commented on the inertia post and then back on my own page. Yeah. And the reason I wanted to highlight that is because this is something I do. And um, now I know these companies, you know, they they share surf content, right? And that's how they they yeah. they grow. And 
you know, the the person who's created that content gets something out of it. The page that's sharing it gets something out of it. So I understand that, and that's how it works. But I saw a post not that long ago, and it was a guy. I think it was a guy in France that ended up doing a random rescue. He just happened to be on the beach. He was a surfer, but he wasn't there to surf, and he went and rescued loads of people in the water. Right, amazing. And obviously, he shared it, and some big surf accounts got hold of it, and they shared it also. That's brilliant because it's highlighting, you know, the good that that person's done. Yeah, but. Be under no illusion, them accounts are obviously sharing it to grow their own accounts, yeah. which is fine. Um, and what I would always do, I will always go find who the originator was. So I saw that post on you know some Big Surf accounts page. I didn't comment on that Big Surf accounts page. I went to find the originator, that guy who'd done the rescue. I found his post and commented to tell him well done, not yeah. for growing someone else's sake. And I noticed people were doing that. They were commenting on the inertia and on mine, yeah. which I thought was really nice. Yeah. So should we have Paz's question now? Because Paz right. actually sent two questions, but the second one's hilarious. Right, yeah, this is the first one. Great. So I thought I'd put my question on a voice message if you want to, and you can use either way. My question is, uh, I'm just seeking some advice. I've been surfing for three years now, more or less, and I've been longboarding, and I love my longboarding. But recently I have started using a shorter board, 7.6, something like a mid-length or minimal. And I'm having a blast. However, I feel I'm cheating on my longboards and I don't know what to do. Um, am I right feeling like that? Is correct? Should I tell my longboards? Should I have a polyamorous relationship with them? What do you think, guys? What a question. That's a question. <laughs> are you cheating on your longboards? Yes, you are. Get back on your longboard and throw that mid-length in the bin. <laughs> I, I, I disagree. I, I think it sounds more like Paz fell in love with his childhood sweetheart right yeah way too young fell in love way too young wasn't old enough didn't wasn't mature enough didn't quite understand it and he's got in too deep and he's known it for years been in a stale relationship they don't care about each other really they're just there because it's it's not even convenient anymore but then this beautiful sexy six foot six mid-length came along and they get each other they understand each other they feel each other. They want to be with each other. They complement one another as it should be, like me and Special K do. And I would say the polite thing to do would be to get rid. <laughs> well, no. I, in all honesty, that was a bloody brilliant answer, by the way, mate. In all Thank honesty, you. Thank you. I'd, uh, I'd, uh, I'd say it doesn't matter, Paz, as long as you're having fun surfing. Surf whatever makes you happy, mate. It's Man. just... You have know, a board. Use them both. Use them all. You get more boards. Yeah, that's it. Have right. a board to cover every set of circumstances you could possibly take boards out in. In your um, in your little analogy there of the uh, of the <laughs> surf and everything, I've seen Paz's wife, and uh, he's definitely punching. <laughs> so, are you saying that she needs to get a short board? <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe. Uh, and then I think this is the second part of his uh, response. Okay. I've got another question for the next podcast. Um, if you fuck up with um, Gribd, do you just stick and commit and carry on or start from scratch? Asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> asking for a friend. That's <laughs> my favourite line post-COVID is asking for a friend. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so basically, Pat, what you're saying is you put your grip on it and if you've gripped that longboard that you want off me, there's no stringer on it so you can't see anything on it so that's going to be where you fucked up. 
I'm going to assume his fuck up is in that he put some of the pads on facing the wrong way. Well, as <laughs> I you... bet they're all perfectly aligned. They just one or two faced the wrong way. As, as you'll find out in a um, in a future episode, there is clearly yes. no correct way to put it on. It's just Mitch's OCD that tells him there is. Um, rip it off and start again. Or carry, or just fucking carry on, pads. It doesn't matter as long as if, if if you're Mitch and you want them all perfectly lined up, I'd get out your little marker and tape measure and spirit levels and do it. But <laughs> to be honest, the stuff works so well. In all honesty, right, without your OCD kicking in and going, they've got to be all facing the same way. I don't think mm. it matters how they go on as long as they're, the spacing's pretty right. I'm going to assume what Paz means is that maybe he's put some on and they're coming off because I've done the same. So where you end up having to cut some for the rails, for example, yeah. and it is within the little surf grip instruction pad thingy, that where you have to cut it, you have to cut rounded corners. Yes. So if you leave a sharp edge it can get caught in your wetsuit or whatever and start yeah, to peel yeah. off, which is exactly what I've done. So, I mean, as long as they're not ones that are affecting how you're surfing, I would probably leave them till they're ready to come off and then replace them. That's what I would say. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I think that's the last voice note. Oh, and I've just found one more um, question on the Instagram okay. from Angie Wade. And it says... Keep thinking of more questions, but re-listening to the anatomy of a surfboard episode, so helpful, now I'm looking to get my next board. All makes much more sense now. I'm hanging on to my foamy for the time being, after listening to Dom's advice, but I'm thinking of replacing the fins. What do you think it would be a good fin for my 8 foot 75 litre foamy? I also know it as square rails, which makes it difficult to turn and factor that in with what I go. Um, I'd say, personally, I'd speak to Chris at Logfinco. Yeah, 100%. He's, honestly, the guy knows so much about fins and down to the details of, like, what they're going to do. It's just, it's... Like I feel like when he came on before, he didn't even scratch the surface of the stuff he knows about fins. The thing is as well, I think that is a great question to finish and sum everything up on because what that question is doing is highlighting the overarching theme, I think, that we've answered questions throughout this is about surf knowledge and oceanography or whatever we called it because the more you learn and the more you understand both within what the water's doing and your own ability and like you said, you know, you've you've learned so much off the anatomy of a surfboard that you know more than you did. So the fact you're asking these questions tells me you're understanding what it is you're trying to achieve. Yeah. Um, and for anybody that thinks fins, they're not I, I used to say this and I heard Alan say it recently, and in fact, so much so that I'm gonna be doing something with FCS on this very subject in the coming weeks or months, in that if you think you're not good enough for fins to make a difference, you're wrong. You, from the moment you're able to catch a wave, self-generate, catch a wave, and, ca- and stand up and get on the wave, f- the fin will, or fins will make a difference to your surfing, and you would notice it if you were able to try it. Yeah. Um, so Chris is your man 100%, especially for a board like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I mean, it's that thing as well. It's like, like you're saying, we're summing it up. I found like putting that fin that Chris sent me in made such a bloody difference on the board, yeah. the way it moved and everything. And even the fin positioning made a difference, okay. you know, whether it's further forwards or further back or yeah, yeah, right, all yeah. these sorts of things that make a difference on it. And it is a good question to end on and sum everything up because 
it is that thing of the the more like I think anyone out there that tells you they know everything about surfing is a complete mm. bullshit. They, yeah, they, totally. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's we don't know like like we said from the start we don't know anything. No, I don't know much. <laughs> you know, we don't, no, we don't know much. I don't know much. I don't know. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, we know that. Um, we don't know everything and we're going to learn things as we go through. That's why we like speaking to other people and that, you know, more information we can get, the more we do know, the more we can answer. Um, you know, don't take our advice on everything we've said or anything we've said, go and mm. look for yourself as well. You know, you might find something and totally disagree with us. And if you do, that's fine as well. Cause Absolutely. it's a very individual sport, isn't it? Surfing, like mm. everyone does it different. Everyone prefers a different board. Everyone likes to surf different waves. And there you go. And you know, we went and a lot of these questions um, we had to research. Like peeing in a wetsuit, for example, a question yeah. that's gone on my whole time surfing, but I didn't know the actual answer. Yeah. Does it damage a wetsuit? I now know that it sounds like it doesn't, yeah. but it's still gross. <laughs> yeah. But you're still fine with shitting in one. Oh, that's different. I've got Crohn's disease, you know. Get <laughs> uh, in my clothes. Oh, on that, yeah, Christ. On that note. <laughs> Yeah, so I think that's um, pretty much it for the question and answer two-parter. And yeah. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. We will. Thank you very much. Great questions. Cheers. Cheers.